You're listening to Run With The Bulls, a podcast discussing a unique approach to everyday finance with everyday people. Run With The Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro, a financial wellness company. Now, your hosts, author Danny Kofke and the royalty of financial wellness, Whitney Queen. Welcome to Run With The Bulls. My name is Danny Kofke and I'm a motivational mentor with Mentoro. I'm joined by the president of Mentoro, Whitney Queen. Hey, Whit. Hey, Danny, and hello to everyone listening. I am so excited about today's episode. We are going to take a look at the ins and outs of being a business owner. And I love this idea. Uh, So to me, business owners are what makes this country so great. And to help us out, we have invited on our favorite entrepreneur, Rick Kent. Hey, Rick. Danny, great to be with you today. I'm uh, excited about the subject here and hopefully uh, have some insight for you. Yes, can't wait. Same here. So for those of you who don't know, Rick is the real inspiration behind Mentoro. In fact, I first met Rick when I was hired by him to work with his other company, Merit Financial Advisors. Rick, can you kind of maybe start and lay the land for all the listeners? Tell us a little bit about Merit and and all of that. Yeah, so Merit, uh, I guess we're going on about 24, 25 years now. Wow. Uh, and uh, we've had a lot of success in the, in the recent years. Uh, phenomenal success, really. Uh, we took on a capital partner at the beginning of uh, 2021. So a little bit less than two years, I will tell you that we've we're, we've actually had over a 200% growth rate. Wow. And we started this year in 2022 with 100 employees. We currently have 186 employees. So so just in like this time, like in basically 10 months, I mean, we're yeah. filming or taping this in November, 11 months, you've grown that much in one year. Yes. Uh, we just yesterday completed our 11th acquisition for the year. And wow. we're gonna, we have another one scheduled before the end of the year. So Man. just a, just a lot of growth. And, you know, I get, I get the question, well, how's that possible? You know, especially, you know, we've been through a down market with mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, markets being down 20 plus percent, but we still had the phenomenal growth. And really, Danny, the reason for that is having a clear vision for the team and giving the team good direction and then empowering the team to do what they do best. So we have a lot of different teams at Merit and they're all clear on the objectives and key results of where the company's going and OKRs. They sound familiar yes. for some reason. Yes. <laughs> yeah, OKRs. That's right. So I would say it's really because of the team that we're having so much success there. Wow. That's, that's awesome. fantastic. Yes. It's a, uh, it's crazy for me too, sitting here thinking back, I guess almost eight years ago, seven, seven, eight years ago when yeah. I first started working with you, I think I was employee 17. Oh, really? Isn't that wild? And, um, I was talking with Zach last week and he was saying, I hope I am waking up on January 1st with 200 employees. Employees. Like that's his goal. Well, so you're on track. It's uh, I mean, pretty impressive how everybody is all on the same train, going in the same direction. Yeah. So with that great growth, I mean that's wonderful. But I kind of want to take a step back yeah. and go back to the beginning. Yeah. So many entrepreneurs don't start off that way, and for that matter, many employees don't. Um, so you think Whitney started off as a marketing major? Mm-hmm. Now she's a president of a company. Right. I was a kindergarten teacher, and now I'm hosting a podcast. Right. So I kind of want to go back in time with you when you first kind of started out. You know, maybe you know as a young adult, what were your career? ambitions at that point what did you picture in the future like did you always want to be an entrepreneur is that something that was ingrained or did it kind of come to you through certain events that's a great question danny uh and and it's interesting uh i don't share it a lot but when i was growing up um 
there were some challenges in our family, like a lot of families, right? right? And so my mom and dad got divorced at a very mm-hmm. early age. My dad went off and uh, mom struggled. Okay. And uh, there were some real challenges that she went through. So my mom struggled a lot. And um, so at an early age, I had to start figuring things out on my own, right? Okay. Uh, I can remember uh, when I was in the third grade. Uh, she didn't always send me to school, and she was off doing different things. And right. so I didn't want to go to school. I didn't. And so, what third grader does, right? I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. right. So, uh, but again, in an early age, I had to start figuring things out. Okay. And so, not having a father figure, I, it kind of worked to my advantage. So I looked around of, of people in my life that that were doing really well, mm-hmm. and and went and started modeling myself after them. So wow. I remember I had a really good friend in high school. Uh, I played a lot of sports, and he, he was on the basketball team with me. And I went home with him one day, mm-hmm. and um, his house was beautiful. Uh, he had a nice swimming pool. Brothers and sisters seemed to all get along really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Dad came in, and uh, Dad, very successful guy, had a nice business suit, and uh, you know he uh, talked about his what he was doing, and he was just really committed to his family, and he was really working hard, and he was having a lot of success. And I thought. Hey, I want to be like that guy. Wow. So I didn't know what that meant, but in my mind, it was like, well, he's in business. He's kind of controlling his own destiny, and that's what I want to do. So I thought that's really how I got started. That's amazing. Do you still talk to that friend today? That no, you, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I'd just be curious to see, yeah. like, if, you know, what he ended up doing or, you know, kind of seeing what your success is. That's amazing. That's, that's such yeah. a, a great story. And yeah. I know a lot of people do start off that way. And, it's kind of what I love about you is that, you know, a lot of people, we can play the pity card, right? I mean, we yeah. can, there are plenty of us have bad things, but here it is like, you know, the rags to riches in a way. And it does exist in America. And that's what I think, once again, being a business owner and bringing it up, you can do it. You have control over your own destiny. And I love that story. Yep. I do too. It's really impressive and inspirational. So, Rick, you created an extremely, you just discussed um, with Merit Financial, a successful and thriving company. What led you to start Mentoro? Well, when I first got started with Merit, as as a financial advisor, you know, my job was to go out and and to meet with people. And at the time, I chose a a niche market, and the niche market I chose was uh, was Bell South at the time, now AT and T. They were the second largest employer in the state, and I thought that would be a good company to try to connect with. Okay, Uh, so I was fortunate there, as I, I was able to make a lot of connections. And the approach was different. You know, I was looking at financial advisors and what they were doing. And what they were doing were talking about uh, the best portfolio. They were talking about investments. And they were talking about how great they were mm-hmm. as a financial advisor. <laughs> right. And I thought, you know, I want to take a different approach. Um, I really want to connect with people. I really want to help people. And I think if I help people and connect with them and build trust with them, that they'll reciprocate. Mm-hmm. And so instead of talking about the market and what's going on financially and all that, I, I just really dug in to find out what their biggest problems were. And their biggest issues were not understanding their company benefits. They had a complicated uh, pension plan. They had a 401k plan that they didn't understand the investments, uh, how they worked, the company match, things that you would think are pretty basic. Mm -hmm. But I found that 90 plus percent of the people really needed help with these basic areas. Okay. And so as I kept meeting with them, I just just became more of a, you know, and I would would sit with them before they're ready to retire, help them, put a plan together and meet with them and treat them like clients, even though they weren't paying me. 
But I, I called them future clients because I built such a good relationship with them. When they were ready to retire and ready to invest money, I was the first phone call. Wow. And so it really worked well. It's a different strategy, mm-hmm. uh, but it really worked really well. But it was really in that, Danny, that I saw, hey, this is a big company, right? Thousands and thousands of right. employees. And every employee I meet with, I see this common thread that they don't understand the basics and they mm-hmm. don't understand the benefits of their company and they really need help. And the company does their best through the HR departments and their 401ks to offer this help. But something, there was a disconnect mm-hmm. because they needed the help. Right. And so that's when I started thinking about how could I create a company to help those people? That's so awesome. And, and just real quick before we jump into a break, how did you learn about the financial industry? Like, did, were you self-taught? Did you take a couple classes? What what led you into that? Yep. So I'm going to say definitely it was serendipity, right? Uh, I'm not going to tell you that I uh, graduated with an economics degree. And so right. I wasn't one of those guys that knew exactly what I was going to do. Uh, it, it was um, after some challenges that I went through. You know, mm-hmm. Danny seemed to learn to, you know, you don't learn as much when things are going well. When things aren't going well, you learn fast. Right. So, <laughs> right. Right. And so there were some things in my life that was, uh, you know, that I'd been through that I learned a lot and I was ready to try to have an impact and make a difference. And um, when I, I kind of stumbled in, there was a, there was a guy at church that was working for this firm and they were basically mostly more focused on insurance. Okay. Uh, but they were just starting to move into financial uh, advice and planning. And I thought it was interesting. And I thought, well, I don't know. I don't really have the skills. I'm really not a financial advisor. I really don't understand all that. But there's two things I think that I do well. One, I think I build relationships strong, fast. Mm-hmm. Second, I build trust with people. And when I think about people, you know, people wanting to invest their money, they're going to want to have a good relationship with somebody and they're going to need to trust that person. So I just use those two basic skills of relationship building and trust. And that's how I built, that's how I became a financial advisor. I love that. So cool. I did. Yeah. Two key points I kind of want to pull out of that is one learning from lessons. And I think that in order to be as successful as you are, Rick, it's evident that you've learned from lessons that you've experienced both in personal life and in business. Um, and the other is just how important relationships are. I remember in the Merit office a long time ago, there was a sign and it said, you have to make deposits before you can make withdrawals. Mm-hmm. And it was all referencing relationships and what you have to pour into them before you can expect to take. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a key reminder in today's world. <laughs> we often get into this instant gratification, take, 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 yeah. what's in it for me. But in reality, I think what you're proving is you can build a very successful career giving back and focusing on relationships. So. And I love the philosophy because that's kind of what we now do at Mentoro, isn't it? It's like <laughs> yeah. so interesting. You, you did it at Merit, but that is, I mean, we, we believe in people first because to your point, you can be book smart all day long and know all these things, but if you don't relate with someone, I mean, it really means nothing. Danny, there was another part of the, of the career, you know, being a young person and trying to figure things out on my own and getting jobs early on in my early teens and things like that. Uh, I can remember I was like 19 or 20, and I went to a positive thinking rally. And I really think this has had a big impact. Like a Zig Ziglar type of thing? That's it. That was it. That was it. Okay. That was it. Cool. Zig Ziglar was one of the the positive thinkers there. Very nice. Uh, And uh, I just love, I love still today, I love positive thinking. I think it's very powerful and, you know, things I think about become reality for me yeah. and so i have to be careful what i think about so. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you, can you right now i think uh you know we'll, we'll, 
Tonight is a Powerball drawing. So can you envision that? Can you like think ahead that no, no, we're no, not going to? Okay. No, no I, never, I don't play that. So, uh, <laughs> I don't but, either. So. <laughs> but a bit, I want to tell you about going back to the uh, positive thinking rally. So, you know, I was trying to get started in life. I'm 18, 19 years old. And I'm thinking, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I know I, I would go back to my earlier uh, example, you know, seeing these successful figures in my life. And I was able to model myself after different ones. And that, the good thing about that, Dan, is you get to take the best from each one. That's right. <laughs> right. So so I had all these visions in my mind of who I wanted to become, but I didn't know how to do it and how to get there. And so, um, you know, I was at the Positive Thinking Rally, and, and, and Zig said these words and just stuck with me. He said, you can have anything you want in life if you just help enough other people get what they want. Gosh. I mean, that, that's it. That's yeah. so amazing. I love that. That's I so do awesome. too. It's fantastic. So now that we know all about the man, the myth, the legend that is Rick Kent, coming up after the break, we're going to take a deeper dive into what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur. Connect with us on social media. Search at Mentoral Group on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Welcome back. We are being joined today by the man behind the Mentoro vision, Rick Kent. Rick, I know that there is no typical day, but can you tell us how a day in your life looks? Yeah. So, Danny, I, 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 um, I think positively a lot, and I like to start the day with positive thoughts. Okay. So, uh, when I get up in the morning, a lot of times it's just a natural thing for mm-hmm. me. I'll start thinking very positive. Like today, I had a, some great thoughts about uh, building communities inside Mentoro. Okay. Uh, do you go to a quiet place, like in your house, or do you have a specific mm-hmm. spot you just kind of sit? Or? I get up before my wife, so, right. um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I have that private time you got your whole live okay yeah. cool yeah i love it get the coffee going get yeah. the, get the brain going okay yeah. maybe stretch a little bit okay um, yeah so it's very important to start the day i think with uh, positive thoughts and if if i catch myself and i'm monitoring hey i'm not feeling as positive as i should then there's a little bit of self-talk that goes on it's like come on right <laughs> uh you know you're just okay right now there's people depending on you when you walk in that door at the office and they're going to react the way that you're reacting. Your attitude's going to carry the, uh, a lot of weight. Uh, you need to get your game up, get your game going mm-hmm. here. So um, start really positive, and I think about the impact. So, you know, when I ha- have eye contact with people walking down the hall, I make sure I have the eye contact, and I make sure that I'm smiling at them. Okay, very nice. Yeah, I mean, I start, like, being a Christian, I start my day off in prayer, and I have my app. So, I mean, but it, yeah. I do love the more it just sets the tone for the day. It does. So I do love that starting the day with the positivity because you're such a visionary. Uh, it makes sense that you want to create an environment conducive to thinking in that way. Mm-hmm. And having worked with you so long, I know that uh, after you step foot out of your house, it's it's off and running. You, you don't stop <laughs> until probably you come back in. So I'm curious, what's your favorite part about being an entrepreneur? It's, it's definitely, I would say it's the... The limitlessness, if that's a word, <laughs> limitlessness. Uh, mm-hmm. There's just no limit to what you can do. And I think about it all the time. It's like the value creation, What the value that we create as a company or as an individual is in direct proportion to our success. And what I get excited about is living in a country that there's no limit to how much value you can create. Right? There's nobody saying, hey, you can only do this much and it's you got to stop. 
you never have to stop. You can always create more and more mm-hmm. value. And I, I think about it all the time. And I wouldn't expect anybody to participate as a client or partic- use our service or products or anything like that unless we first created value for them. You know, it's just not going to happen. So I I get really, really excited because there's just so much potential. Okay. This will probably be, and you may not have an answer to this question just because I'm, you know, with this conversation, but is there a least favorite part or a tough part about being an entrepreneur that you have found? Definitely the toughest part is... um, is 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 the humans <laughs> imagine that dealing with people <laughs> yeah so you know business plans are really easy uh, to put together and mm-hmm. implement and uh, figuring out how to create value and go you know those things are are logical and they all make sense but when you're building a company you it's your human capital which is the best investment yep. really and it's uh but you have to work with those people. <laughs> they don't come prepackaged. They're not robots, no, right? They're not robots. <laughs> they have so. kids. They got marriages. They're strong. Yeah, <laughs> they got no. problems. They yeah. got issues. Yeah, and I don't say I dislike it, but you know, it's probably the most challenging. Part. Challenging. Well, that's what they always say. Like with football coaches, it's not always about the X's and O's. It's the Jimmys and Joes. Yeah. Anybody can have <laughs> yeah. anybody can have the playbook, but it's the people that yeah. execute the plays. So. Right. Well, and I'll rewind a little bit on what you said earlier about when you wake up with that positive attitude, like. People are looking to you to be positive. So you're dealing with the people and you come in and you're moping and it's like, oh, I'm not having a good day. Right. I mean, that probably could be a little bit difficult. Every day you got to be on your, I mean, you're Disney World every day, right? I mean, someone <laughs> is looking to you. To, so, I mean, I, I could see, I mean, it's great your attitude and I love, you know, but I'm sure at times it's like, oh, just not on my A game today. So, yep. There, and along with the attitude, um, it's also the energy. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you can walk in an office, you can tell the energy is not really great. You can also start uh, influencing that energy by bringing energy to the group. Yeah. Mm, I'm taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) You do a good job as president. You're fine. (laughs) So since there can be a lot of tough days, how do you take care of your mental health? Yeah. So your thoughts, I'm, I'm really, really a big believer here on thoughts. Um, your mental health is your thought. So your belief system controls so much. It controls all the decisions you make. And mm-hmm. um, what I've observed over, over the years is that some, your belief system can, it can change and it should change. And there's at times where, and I'm not talking about religious beliefs or things like that, but what I'm talking about is your perception on things. And are you positive or negative on something you've seen or something you've heard or a lesson you've learned, that, that type of thing. So it's, it's really, really important to constantly monitor your thoughts. And I think it's very important to be open. It's a, you definitely don't want to be close-minded. And uh, I'm really, really big on collaboration and working with other team members and listening to others and their perspective. There's so much to learn when you collaborate together. It's so easy uh, for us to come to an opinion really, really fast and think we're right. And we may be right. It may be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the results will tell. <laughs> right. Um, but it's very important to uh, collaborate with other people. It's important to uh, respect other people in conversation. If you disagree with them, that's fine. You know, that's, that's totally fine. And it's a matter of fact, it's really, really healthy. Uh, to have the disagreement and really talk it through. But mm-hmm. it's very important while you do that to respect each other. 
because I don't care. I, every day when I come in contact with people, there's something I can learn from every single person I come in contact with. And I love that. I don't See, care if it's the, so here's someone yeah. that, you know, success, and you're, <laughs> this is kind of what I think of like anyone can be a boss, but not anyone can be a leader. And I think leader, that's the difference. And I think, I will say, Whitney, as our president, she is very open-minded and got it from you being under you with merit of just, she'll listen. I mean, even as a president, she comes to me and asks me for opinion. She goes to other team members, hey, what? It's not like, oh, it's, it's my way or the highway. And I think that is why and what sustains you. And I think, you know, to me, why Mentoro is successful, why Merit's successful. I think you have people that want to work for you because, hey, my, my opinion matters. Whether we agree or disagree, it's okay. I'll still take it and be okay. Maybe we can help grow this business with your idea. And I love that. Yeah. So let's just say, okay, I'm, I'm listening today. Like, I love, you know, what you've done with your business, how you started. Let's just say I wanted to start my own business. What is the first thing I need to do to make it a reality? The first thing uh, in starting any business is that you have to have a vision of where you want to go. You know, and how are you going to, with your vision, with your business, what are you going to do that's going to create value for other people? And you really have to define that well. And if you don't have that defined well, the chances of your business being successful, I think, are very low. And let me tell you a, a, a couple examples. Okay. So let's say you're, you're ready to start a business and uh, you get asked the question, why are you starting a business? If you answer that question is, I want to make money, <laughs> and that's mm -hmm. your only motivation, uh, you, you, it's going to be challenging to right. be, be successful. Right. Because how much money? Well, and, <laughs> I mean, you know, like and, you can always make and, money. <laughs> and what per, what uh, what purpose is that fulfilling? Right, right. I mean, so it, on the other hand, if you have an idea about starting a business and you're thinking, if if I start this business, I'm going to impact a lot of lives and people are going to benefit from the product or service that I'm offering, you have a good chance of success there. Love it, love it. Um, all right, so just one more personal question, Rick, okay. um, and it's one of my favorites. How do you define success? Yep, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I think there's different answers uh, for that, and certainly people are going to answer that question differently. But I think the way that I would uh, define success is to see progression in the team that you're working with. You, you kind of know. It's like um, when I walked in here today, for example, um, I could feel an energy uh, in, in the company. I could see excitement in people's eyes. I could see people motivated about what they were doing. And to me, that's success. It, it, it's, um, it's when you got a plan, you have clarity, you have a vision, you know where you're going, and the people rally around that. And I like that you said just because just this morning we did kind of have we you know, had discussions on some some things that weren't going so well. But yep. I love that you still saw like the passion, like hey, we're going to figure this out because in any business you are going to have setbacks. There, once again, we're dealing with people, and guess what? Some people can be a little crazy at times, right? I mean, <laughs> exactly. so you just have to find a way to deal with it. That's another way to think about success. So you, and when you're in business, you have your goals, you know, things that you want to accomplish, and. A lot of times it can be very challenging. It's like sometimes mm -hmm. you feel like you're beating your head against the wall. You're not making the progress you want to make. But another definition of success is once you break through and you start seeing progress towards the goal that you wanted to reach. And you, right. it, it's easy to see. It's easy to detect when you're making progress towards that. So when you see that progress, that's success. I love it. I do too. 
Okay. So we'll let you out of the hot seat just for a bit, Rick. Okay. But from the great resignation to quiet quitting, leading a business can be quite difficult right now. Coming up after the break, some leadership questions to help improve employee engagement. Like what you're hearing on Run With The Bulls? Ready to start your financial journey? Visit MyMentoro.com and use organization code RUNWITHTHEBULLS to set up your free account today. And we are back. Once again, we are being joined by the man behind Mentoro, Rick Kent. Before the break, I mentioned some things that have been in the news concerning the relationships employees have with their jobs. Rick, what are some of the daily habits you employ to connect with your team? Uh, it's very important. So COVID's had a huge impact on um, employment, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it's ever going to change. I think it, it's, it's had its impact. It's, um, things are settling out, uh, but I think it's going to be changed forever. And there was too much time that went by. We're, as, as human beings, we're creatures of habit. And when habits change, uh, we change with them. Right. And, and so a lot of people got used to working differently uh, over a year, year and a half. And so it's hard for them to change their habits back now. Yep. Uh, so it's very important, though, when you think about it, it, something we talked about earlier, relationship is so important. So you've got to connect and got to have a strong relationship with the employees. And there's, you've got to figure out different ways to do that. Yes. Uh, one of the simplest ways to do that is to listen to them, to respect them, meet them where they are, and, and let them know how important they are as, as a team member. You know, I had a conversation um, earlier this week. Uh, this person was really overworked. They were really putting a lot of time in, and their direct report was stepping away from the company. So they were kind of lost. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm working a lot. My The guy I've been reporting up to is no longer there. I don't know what to do. I don't know what the next direction is. Just imagine how how long it would take if, if we didn't respond to him quickly. Oof. Uh, you know, we'd probably lose that employee. Right, right. So, you know, kind of speaking on those terms, how do you keep your team motivated without causing burnout? Yeah. So we, we have a um, program that we use uh, at, at Merit. Um, where it's called a personal development plan. It has nothing to do with the annual compensation. And every single employee in the company sets down with their direct report at least uh, twice a year mm-hmm. um, and sometimes quarterly and that we talk about how to what the goals are for that employee and it it, just, it takes it out of context from their job a little bit it's like well what do you we okay i understand what you're doing today but you know how, how's that match up with what you want to do okay what do, what do you think you're really really good at what do you really are is there some potential that might be in you that we're not utilizing could mm. you tell me about that and think about how many companies have that kind of conversation with their employees. Not many. Not many. But if you do it right, uh, again, we have about 186 employees and everybody has a direct report. And so it's really not that difficult. And these conversations, you know, if you're talking about, uh, you know, four times a year or twice a year, we're talking about two hours or four hours. Is it worth investing two hours or four right. hours into an employee to connect with them, to build a relationship with them? to get them to be the best they can be and be the best to create the most value for the company. Right. They're not just a number. No. Right. You just, I love it. Well, and one thing that you shared with me in the past too, Rick, is um, you don't hire people because you want to have people on your team. You hire people because they're smarter than you or because they're better equipped at that position. So if you don't listen to them, then how do you learn those things from them? If you don't mm-hmm. hear what they have to say or open up the dialogue to 
uh, have that open-mindedness, then how would you ever know? So. Yeah. Yeah, we, that's right, Whitney. We don't, uh, what I mentioned is that we don't hire people to tell them what to do. We hire mm-hmm. people, we hire smart people to collaborate with to figure out how we can work together. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I know in my role, I've, I've dealt with that some, and thankfully we've uh, implemented some of the tools um, similar to Merit with the PDPs. And in fact, in a recent conversation, one of the, the points that was made from one of the Mentora team members was not about so much what was going on when with his role or how he wanted to grow in his role mm-hmm. to your point it was what he wanted to do to be better as a person he felt like some of the burnout he was dealing with was because he had bad habits around personal organization mm-hmm. and he said i just don't know where to go and what to do so we put our heads together and found a program and he loves it and now he's kind of standing up for the team saying okay let me show you guys what i learned this is great we'll all be so organized so i i agree burnout can happen purely because people get siloed or because they get overworked and maybe you don't realize that's going on unless you have that conversation yeah for sure but uh, but yeah once again i just love the open dialogue that you know, you have with your employees, Whitney has with, with the employees here at Mentoro, because that is, you know, once again, we're dealing with people and people come with a lot of different things. So mm-hmm. it's, you have to have that if you want them to be productive. And, and think about creating this environment at work, Danny. Um, as you said, everybody comes with their own package, with their, you know, things that they're dealing with at home and challenges and things like that, right? So what if they, they when they come to work, they know that they can't share any of that? So that, what's that mean? That means they deal with it themselves. What if they come to work and go, you know what? My, I have a team at work. In my team, we work well together. But we also have good relationships with each other. We do trust each other. We're candid with each other. You know, we're able to speak into their lives because you have you build the relationship first. Then you say, hey, I can see you're not really on your game today. Can I, can I ask what's going right. on? That's very, very powerful. If, yes. Think about having a team. Uh, building a team where the team brings out the best in you, right? They know you, and they're mm-hmm. going to ask you those tough questions. Right. It, that's a powerful team. And so when that person comes to, to the office, they don't have to hide in the corner. They can say, I'm struggling today, so mm-hmm. I need a little help and a little support. And mm-hmm. if you can cover these things for me, that's a really strong team. Yes. Mm-hmm. So thinking on that with the team members and – components of radical candor and burnout. Rick, what are some of the strategies you use to help employees who might be underperforming? So really, I think it's really good when you're talking to employees, you, you, again, you need to respect them. You need to listen to them. So if you're, let's say you're having the personal development plan conversation, remember it's not that didn't take that much time, but it's so valuable because if you, if you don't have that conversation, you as the, employer don't know what's going on uh, but if you ask you can find out mm-hmm. it's very important so let's talk about any employee we're talking about an employee that's underperforming right so you know I think the, the, the conversation needs to go like this let's say the person let's say the employee's name is John hey John I know you're working on this project I know that you're uh, you have this task ahead of you and these are your goals John l- let me ask you on one to ten how do you think you're doing and John, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask for your permission. You know, as, as your direct report and somebody that cares about you and somebody that wants to help you grow in the company and become more valuable to yourself and to the firm, would be okay if I could tell you how I think you're doing on the project? Would that? Can I get your permission for that? Uh-huh. 
And usually the answer is going to be yes, right? <laughs> so, and so John says, you know, I think I'm a nine. Uh, I really think I'm doing great. And I go, and then my response back to John, well, John, you know, based on some other people I'm working with doing the same thing, they're, it's not the same as your work and what you're reporting. I really, John, think you're about a three or four. Mm-hmm. On, but, but I will tell you, John, on some other projects and things you've worked on, you have been a nine and you have been a 10. And I think you can be a nine and 10 on this one as well. Can we talk about where we think this disconnect is between where you think you're at and where I think you're at? Okay, that's great. Uh, you know, and I, and I think we do a good job here at Mentoro, and I've had other jobs in the past where, like, I, my goal is, like, as an employee, I want to know before I'm not living up to what I'm supposed to be doing. And I've been in jobs where that, where I was hired to do one thing, and it was a completely different field. And within a month, I'm like, you know what? I'm doing a disservice to this company. So I went and said, this isn't working. And, you know, to me, and I know we've had that here, like, it's, and it's okay. Not everyone's met for every job. So, right. like, if you're in a bad fit, there's nothing wrong with that. But instead mm-hmm. of wasting your time and the company's time, go find something that you're better at or maybe a different role within that company instead of just, you know, punching the clock, waiting for it to turn 5 o'clock so you can go home. That's no fun <laughs> at all. No. For and I both think, parties. Those I are long days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's incumbent upon an employer, too, to be willing to have that conversation to because you're also doing that employee a disservice by keeping them around and, and you know, trying to force a square peg into a round hole. Yep. Yep. So, Rick, there are studies showing that the average person will have almost 13 jobs during their working career. So I mentioned earlier that both Whitney and I came from fields not really related to what we are doing now. With that being said, what are some of the qualities you look for when expanding your team? I think the most important thing that we're looking for during the interviewing process is we want to make sure that the employee understands what our vision is going forward and what we're trying to accomplish. And if they can align with that, I think we've got a really good uh, hire, right? Mm-hmm. So that, I think that's one of the most important things is making sure that they're a believer in what we're doing. And if, if they are, they're you know going to be a, probably a good long-term employee. Yeah. Um, I will say that the employees that do come, we, we, we have good retention of employees. But with today, Danny, thing, with technology, things are changing so fast. There's opportunities being created all the time. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's... People are, you know, are going to switch and they're going to do other things. Right. I always encourage it, really. You know, if somebody leaves our company, I usually, if I have an opportunity to have a, a conversation with them, I say, look, I want what's best for you. Uh, you know, you've been great here. If you can do better somewhere else, you know, really want you to do that. Because if you have that attitude of letting people go, you're going to have that. It's going to really attract people to mm-hmm. you as well. Right. So it's really about being clear as a company who you are where you're going, and how you're going to get there, and people aligning with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alignment over agreement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the key key uh, phrases that we've been talking a lot about this year is finding that alignment, not focusing so much on how you agree on certain details, sure. but are you aligned on the vision and going in the same direction? Yep. So I know you're really passionate about growing as a leader, Rick. What are some ways that you do so? Yeah, so first of all, I love reading. Uh, I read so a lot of business books. I, I don't read novels and things like that, um, but I, I love reading business books. And there's there's some kind of magic that happens there. I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's my attitude and how how I'm thinking about things when I'm reading, but 
it's very rare for me to read a book and not get something from it. It's just really, really rare. And sometimes I, I get so much from the book. It just really motivates me and gets me excited and gets me going. I think that's one. Another one is, um, is really the people that I work with. You know, if you want to know if you're doing a good job, you just need to listen to what other people are saying. It's not what you think in your mind if you're doing a good job or not, because you could be right or you could be wrong. But the, your team knows, and mm-hmm. the team will tell you, hey, thank you. You're doing a good job. Hey, you're leading. You're doing a good job. Uh, thank you for you know doing this or doing that. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be here without you. The kind, when you get that kind of feedback, then you know you're doing well. Wow. Difference between being a leader and a boss right there, right there. Okay, so we're almost there, Rick. Finally, and probably most importantly, you are well aware that some of us enjoy enjoy going down rabbit holes. Oh, boy. What is your favorite conspiracy theory? (laughs) How the the rabbit holes get started? (laughs) Who who do you think on our team is the one that, Mr. Stegman, he's the one that loves... (laughs) So if you had to talk conspiracy, what's your favorite one? You don't have to answer. Just, do you have one? Uh, yeah. So you know the, the yeah it's it's really the we're going to give him credit. It's really the power of the brain, right? So uh-huh. the brain is super super powerful. Right. It can uh, process millions of thoughts at, at really fast, uh-huh. and um, and so the, the brain sometimes picks up on things that are said, a word, or something like that, and there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm communicating, I'm trying to communicate with a person, I'm trying to get my sentence across, but there was one word in that sentence, rabbit, that triggered something in that person's brain, and that <laughs> rabbit started traveling down this trail uh-huh. and he goes following that rabbit so. uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's easy to do that with Casey sometimes <laughs> just he has many trigger words yes. so, so I'm going to say he has a very powerful brain that's all I'm going to say yeah, I mean, <laughs> we could call it that I guess yeah how, how poignant yeah. that uh, the conspiracy in and of itself is our brains yeah. Yeah. Mind, yeah. mind blown <laughs> yes. alright so that does it for this episode. Please check us out on social media. We're at all your usual places. And if you ever have a topic for us you'd like if you ever have a topic you'd like us to cover, feel free to email us at podcast at mentorogroup.com. Danny, thanks so much for chatting. And Rick, any last uh, any last bits of advice from you? Guys, this has been great today. You know, it's been great having the conversation. Again, it's a it's a learning experience, and I've just really enjoyed spending time with you today. Looking forward to working with you in the future. Yeah, yes. it's been very special for me. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you all for listening. Catch us next time as we run with the bulls. Run with the bulls is sponsored by Mentoro and hosted by Danny Kofke and Whitney Queen. Learn more by visiting mentorogroup.com.